Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org. And now a message from The Rock of Gainesville. Well, again, happy Resurrection Day to you. What an honor it is to be able to be with you and to be able to proclaim the goodness of God. And on behalf of Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne, thank you for joining us. And thank you, Pastor George and Pastor Suzanne, for the opportunity for me to share the word with our wonderful family today. We're going to continue with our series, The Road to Calvary. Now, two weeks ago, Pastor Hector did a great job of of starting us out. And then last week, uh, I picked it up and talked a lot about the cross. Today, Pastor Hector and I are kind of joining together in an interesting way. We work together on this. So I'm going to give credit to my friend, Pastor Hector Gonzalez, as we share this word today on, listen to me now, the most powerful and memorable, memorable day in history. Not the most memorable day in church history, but the greatest day in all of history. Why is that, guys? Because it's this day that we celebrate, that we understand that the resurrection of Jesus Christ separates us from any other belief system that's out there. No other belief system has the ability to say that their leader died and rose again from the dead so that we could have life and have it more abundantly. This day is is magnificent, guys, because it's a monumental day. Again, not just in history, but not just in church history, but in history in itself. We're able to declare that this thing called Christianity has something going for it that no one else can declare. And I'm really, really, really thankful for that. You know, it's such a monumental day. Now listen to Pastor Ron. It's such a monumental day that as we know, and we talked about this a little bit last week, that society culture, government, and authority wanted to do everything they possibly could to silence Jesus, even to the degree of the mockery of a trial where they took an innocent man and deemed him guilty. They took him through this mocking trial, a nighttime trial, a bogus trial, trying to do everything they could to close the mouth of Christ. Well, guess what, guys? It didn't work. Come on, somebody. It did not work because Jesus did go to the cross, but he rose on the third day and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, interceding on our behalf. But they wanted to try to close the mouth and silence Christ. He was a threat to everything they knew in their day of living. So here's what they did. They come up, they came up rather with these I'll call them lies. Some people in a nice way could call them myths. The theories that say the resurrection is false. They came up with all these ideologies that would try to debunk the validity of the resurrection. Here's the first one, the swoon theory. Here's what it says. It says Jesus didn't really die on the cross. He just sort of passed out. And uh, we know that he went through a beating. We know that he had a a crown of thorns placed on his head. We know that a Roman uh, sword pierced his side to the degree that blood and water, there were no more fluids in Jesus's body. Blood and water flowed out, but he didn't really die. He just sort of passed out. And when they got him in the tomb, the aromas of the spices and the cool air all of a sudden brought him back to life. And he was able to come back to life and come out of his coma. Now, then what he did, this normal-sized guy was able to go to the front of the tomb and roll away a stone that weighed about 2,000 pounds 
archaeologists say. And then he was able to go outside and overtake a minimum of two Roman guards, even though they knew that if he got away with it, it would be the death penalty for them. And so he was able to overtake these Roman guards and then kind of go off into the countryside, never to be seen again. The swoon theory. Here's what Pastor Ron says. I got a Greek word for that, balonos, yada, yada, yada. Just doesn't hold water with me. How about you? Here's the second one, the stolen body theory. Now, I like this one almost as much because it says that John, with two wonderful ladies, goes to the tomb. They go to the tomb, and they also, John and these two ladies, are able to overtake a Roman battalion, roll away this 2,000-pound stone, go in and steal the body of Jesus, and then run away into the countryside and never let the body be found again. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And then here's the third one. I like this one too. The myth theory. It was just a myth. They made it all up. The resurrection didn't really happen. They made it all up. It was just kind of this lie that was propagated by these, this small band of followers that were following Jesus around the countryside, and they made it all up. Now, it's got to get bigger than that, because in order for this theory to work, you got to get by, first of all, 500 people that saw him that bought into this conspiracy theory. And then you also have to buy in that an entire nation would say, oh, no, 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 this didn't happen. Which, again, if they got caught in this lie, you'd be lying against the government. So it would be the death penalty for you also. So this myth theory says, oh, no, it didn't really happen, man. They made this thing up. And in less than three days, we were able to con concoct a conspiracy theory that says, nah, didn't really happen. Well, again, guys, guess what? It really happened. Come on and say amen to Pastor Ron this morning. It really happened. And you know what? We have tremendous evidence that it really happened. One of the greatest evidences that it really happened is an empty garden tomb. There is no body in the tomb of Joseph of Arimathea. Jesus died and he rose again so that you and I could have life and have it more abundantly. So I've got a great evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's an empty garden tomb. But you know what? There's even, I don't know if I can say a greater evidence, but there's also another very special evidence of the resurrection. You know what it is? It's you. You are one of the greatest evidences of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. It's you and the power of the resurrected life that you live day in and day out. Jesus rose from the dead, and then there was the the exemplification of a resurrected life through Christ. And then there is you being able to live in victory day in and day out and live the power of a resurrected life. You know what? After the resurrection, the church was established. And in the establishing of the church, we understand that not long after the church was established, what the government wanted to do was disperse the church. They wanted to put them everywhere, all kinds of different places. They wanted to separate them. Sound familiar? They wanted to separate them. How many of you know you cannot separate a body of believers that, number one, love God, and number two, love each other? Just can't separate us because as I prayed at the beginning of this service, we are many, many members, but we are still one body. We live in victory. 
We live in power. We live in the trust of knowing that God is our Savior and our Lord, and we know that He literally has created an evidence of the resurrection, but there is also the beauty of the evidence of the resurrection in your life every day. Here's what Paul said. I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. Look at this scripture. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies. And because of this spirit who lives in you, you too will live a resurrected life. The power of a resurrected life. So not only is that empty tomb evidence of the resurrection, you are, man. This wonderful body of believers is a tremendous statement of the evidence of the power of the resurrection, resurrection rather, in your life every day. So this same spirit, listen to me now, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is dwelling in you. And because of that, there's life and life more abundantly in you, living the power of a resurrected life. Now, let me ask you a question. Because I understand, and you understand, that as the Spirit of God lives in us and operates in us, we do have tremendous power to overcome. You are an overcomer today because of the work of the cross and the work of the resurrection. You are an overcomer. But I also have to say that I understand that life's life, man. We live life, and we go through things in life that, that, uh, that just kind of overtake us. So I want to ask you a question. Even though you are having the ability to live a resurrected life, maybe there's something in your life that needs new breath breathed into it. So here's the question Pastor Ron wants to ask you for just a moment as we keep going through this word today. What does God need to resurrect in your life today? What does God need to resurrect in your life today? That doesn't mean that you've walked away from God. That doesn't mean that you're defeated. That doesn't mean that you're beaten up. That doesn't mean that you're given up. But let me ask you a question. What does God need to resurrect and breathe new life into you today? Are you battling despair? Then let God resurrect hope in you. Let me ask you a question, guys. Are you at a place and it's real easy to recognize today in the hour that we're living in. Are you at a place to where you might be saying, I don't have any answers. Is this thing ever going to end? You're kind of throwing your spiritual hands up in the air and you're saying, man, I don't know what's next, Pastor On. It seems like every corner I turn, there's this new bad report and I don't know what to think about next. And so you're battling despair. Listen to me, guys then let God resurrect hope in your life today. Look at what the scripture says. It says, being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to the day of completion until the day of Jesus Christ. You know what I love about my Savior? He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Whatever he has done, he is doing and he will continue to do. So I have the ability to let hope be resurrected in my life. Now, I understand the challenge that comes against us as we live our life day in and day out. And here's what I hear a lot of Christians say. Some Christians think that because God's in control, there's nothing I can do. Well, God's in control. I really can't do anything. 
Well, God's in control. He's got this. And so there's not a lot I really am able to do. God's in control. And so, you know, I I guess he's going to work it out. Well, you know what, guys? God is in control. But just as much as he is a sovereign God, he is a heavenly father. And there's a lot I can do. I can pray. I can believe. I can have faith. I can declare. I can trust and know that God has started a good work in me and he's going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death with me and get me out on the other side. Why? Because here's something that we got to remember. I can't talk about the cross and the resurrection without at least recognizing the sufferings that Jesus went through. Beaten, bruised, and battered. We, We understand that. But listen, guys, The sufferings of Christ was not to create a bunch of churchgoers. Nothing wrong with going to church, and I look forward to the day to we're all back here together. Nothing wrong with going to church. But look, guys, the sufferings of Christ didn't take place because he was trying to create a bunch of churchgoers, but rather he was creating world changers. And what that means to you and I is not only does Jesus bring hope to me, listen to Pastor Ron, I am hope to a lost and dying world because of Jesus Christ living within me. So listen, you're at that place of, where's the answers, Pastor Ron? Let Jesus resurrect hope in your life today. You're battling callousness, then let God resurrect tenderness in you. Hey, hey, has, has life been hard? Has it been tough? Have you been through the challenges? And it seems like every corner you go around, there's another challenge. Here's what we have the tendency to do. When we're going through those challenges, or we go through those hurts, or we go through those pains, here's what we have a tendency to do. We build up that wall, that hard, stony wall around our lives. Because here's what we say. I let you in one time, and you hurt me. I'm not letting you in again. And so we build up that, that, that stony wall. You know, we're self-preserving people by nature, kind of looking out for number one. And so what I have a tendency to do when life gets tough and life gets hard is I build up that hard wall around me and I just have that ability to not let anything or anyone into my life. And that turns into callousness. It turns into a hard shell. If that's the case, let me encourage you, let God resurrect tenderness in you today because Here's what the word says in Ezekiel. I'm going to give them an undivided heart, and I'll put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Then they will follow my decrees, and they will be careful to keep my laws. Here's the last line. Look at this, guys. And they will be my people, and I will be their God. God wants to put that tender heart into your life today. Yeah, okay, life's been tough. Life is tough, and it's a challenge, and so we want to protect ourselves. Let that wall come down, and let the power of a loving Holy Spirit come in. Listen to me now. Are you battling anxiety? Wow, that's a loaded question. Isn't that a loaded question in the day that we're living in? Man, I've talked to so many people lately. They're battling despair, and they're battling anxiety, and they're battling worry, and they're battling fear, and they're battling concern. Let me tell you something, guys. If you're battling anxiety today, as a lot of people I talked to just this week 
That's what they're crying out to the Father about. That's what they're telling Pastor on about. Listen to me. If you're battling anxiety today, then let God resurrect peace in you. Look at what the Scripture says. Let the peace of Christ rule. Listen now. Let peace rule. Don't let the hour rule. Don't let the season rule. Don't let the pressure rule. Don't let the stress rule. Let peace rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you are called to peace and be thankful. Man, in the hour I'm living in, I know it's a challenge. I want to be thankful today. And I want to let peace rule in my life. I want peace to be resurrected. It's kind of got pushed back. It's kind of got pushed back a little bit. So let the peace of God be resurrected in your life today. You know, that's what Jesus did. I told you last week, Jesus was in the bottom of the boat. And as he's in the bottom of the boat, man, all of a sudden he goes to the top deck and the wind and the waves are beating against the boat and the storm is hitting the boat. Guess what, guys? The storm didn't rule. What ruled? Peace be still. Peace be still. Let peace be still in this dark hour. You know, we're kind of in a dark hour. Can I say it that way to you? We're kind of in a dark hour right now. A lot of questions, a lot of concerns, a lot of fears, a lot of worry. We're kind of in a dark hour right now. But I want you to get this. A quote by Christine Kane. Sometimes when you're in a dark place, you think you've been buried, but you've actually been planted. Come on, somebody. You feel like you've been buried, but you've been planted, and you've been planted by the rivers of living water, and you shall not be moved, and you're about to bloom in God's kingdom. So it may feel like you're in a dark place, and you feel like it's covering you up. No, you're not buried. You're planted and about to sprout beautiful life in your heart and in your family today. So if you're battling anxiety, let God resurrect peace in your life. Are you battling sorrow? Has your heart been broken? Has something been taken away from you? Has there been a loss? You had to give something up that you didn't think you were going to have to give up. It took you by surprise. And you're battling sorrow. There's, there's a broken spirit in there. Listen, guys, there is no prosthetic for an amputated spirit. God's got to heal it. God's got to heal it. And so let God resurrect joy in your life today. Yeah, there's sorrow there. But listen, guys, you're going through a lot of pain. But let Pastor Ron give, me a, give you an encouraging word. The final chapter of your life has not been written. There's another story to tell. And that story is a story that's full of joy, full of power, and full of the love of God. So I understand maybe there's sorrow in your life. But listen to me. Let God resurrect joy in you. Look at what the scripture says in James. Consider it all joy, brothers. Consider it all joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, I, I know that first line always kind of trips us up. Consider it all joy when I'm going through a bad time. Really hard to do, but I'm not being thankful for the hard time. I'm being thankful that in the hard time, I've got a Savior who's going to resurrect new life in me. He's going to resurrect joy. He's going to resurrect, resurrect power, and he's going to resurrect peace. And what's going to happen is that the testing of my faith is going to produce perseverance. So my faith's going to get tested, but listen to me. 
My joy, your joy, is under your jurisdiction. My joy is not under the jurisdiction of the hour. My joy is not under the jurisdiction or the ruling of my circumstances. My joy is under my jurisdiction, and nothing can take it away unless I let it. My joy is under my choosing. My joy is under my ability to trust an Abba Father that's going to walk with me. So my joy is under my jurisdiction. I can say yes or no to what I let into my life, and what I choose to let into my life today, guys, is joy unspeakable and full of glory. In His presence is fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is my strength. So are you battling that challenge today? Is that hurt there? I understand. I'm with you. But let God resurrect joy in your life. Are you battling defeat? Pastor on? here I go again. I gave into it again. I just can't seem to overcome this problem. I can't seem to overcome this, this habit. I can't seem to overcome this vice. I just feel defeated one more time. Then let me tell you something. You're not defeated because as I told you when we started today, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But if you're battling defeat, then let God resurrect victory in you today. Look at this scripture right here. I love this. For the Lord your God is your God, and he is the one who goes with you to fight for you. He's fighting for you against your enemies to give you victory. You know, there are so many times, and I think all of us battle this, we kind of want to fight our own fight. Because I think there's that side to you and I, I know I deal with it a lot, that side of control. I, I, gotta, I gotta figure out how I can work this out. I gotta figure out how I can make this better, that, that side of control to where if I do this and I do this and I do this and I do this, everything is going to come together. Well, guess what? There are times when I'm walking through a spiritual battle, I've just gotta let God fight the battle. Listen to me now, fight the battle for me no matter how long it takes. You know something, guys? There are times in your life where one of the most spiritual things you can do is wait. <laughs> it's one of the most spiritual things you can do. Just wait and trust God. Just wait and watch Him fight that battle on your behalf. He's the one that's going against your enemies, and He's the one that's going to give you the victory. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to celebrate victory, man. No matter how big it is, no matter how small it is, I want you to celebrate victory in your life today. And you know what? Celebrate that victory because they may seem small, but you and God know how much they really cost. So instead of focusing on the battle you're in, instead of focusing on the defeat you're feeling, celebrate victory. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. So celebrate the victory that you have in him. Okay, you're going through a battle. You're going through a fight. You feel like you're defeated. Well, guess what? You're not. You're going through the power of a resurrected life because that's what we have in Jesus today. Let me ask you a question. As we look at the power of our resurrected life. Let me ask you a question. Why did God choose to roll the stone away at the tomb of Jesus? He didn't do it for Jesus. Jesus didn't need it. 
John chapter 20 says Jesus walked through a wall. So stay with me now and get this, because I want to encourage you as I wrap up. Jesus didn't need the stone rolled away. He could have walked through it. So let me ask you again, why did God choose to roll the stone away? He didn't do it to let Jesus out. He did it to let people look inside so that they would be able to see the power of a resurrected life. Come on, somebody. Here's what God is doing for you today. He is rolling your stones away so that this world, your family, your friends, your business partners, this culture can look at you and see the power of a resurrected life. Not see something that's caught up in death, but God breathing new life into you today in Jesus' name. Come on and thank God for it right where you are. The power of a resurrected life. Let's pray together. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord, for what we have in you today. We have the ability to overcome. And Father, I thank you that Jesus died and rose again and gives us the victory and gives us the ability to walk in victory. And if there are those that are watching today, that they're in that place of, of needing to overcome whatever it is they're facing. And they understand that there is a need to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Right where you are, if that's you today, I want you to pray this with me as people all over the county are praying. I want you to pray this with me if that's you. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I ask you right now to breathe life into my life. I ask for the forgiveness of sins. I ask for you, Lord, to make all things new. I ask for you, Lord, to change my direction and allow me to live that powerful life that Pastor Ron has been talking about. Father, I ask you right now to come into my life and forgive me of my sins. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Father, I rejoice with those that prayed that prayer today. I thank you, Lord, that you're changing their lives. I thank you, Lord, that you're doing a great work in them. And today is the day of salvation for them, and we rejoice in it. In Jesus' name, and again, everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information about our church, visit therockonline.org.